The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So um, uh, years and years ago, we're sitting in Eretz Yisrael. I just came back from speaking in, I, I think it was England or somewhere, but I was very, very tired. I don't know who sent people to my house Friday night, but people were at my house Friday night, and we're having a meal. And it was one of those meals. There are different types of meals. If anyone here has ever lived in Eretz Yisrael or ever had people over in Eretz Yisrael, right? Definitely, you know, I've had people over. And, you know, you have... Bachram meals, specifically, the, uh, girl meals, I, I've given up on. Uh, seminary girl meals, I've given up on. I know it's just going to be, you know, X amount of time of uncomfortability for myself, and then we move on. And, but for Bachram meals, there, there's different types of Bachram meals. Sometimes they'll talk, and they'll take over, and everything will be fine. Sometimes it's just dead quiet, and everyone is sitting there just, you know, and especially if they're, if they're all Ashkenaz and there's only Sephardi food on the table, it's like, is this squid? Like, no one knows what's happening. So, I'm sitting there, and it was one of those meals, unfortunately. It was very, very, very quiet. And my wife is just staring at me like, <laughs> I didn't cook for no one. <laughs> so I, I did something I never do, and I, and I don't judge anyone who does do this. Kalakavot to you. I can't do it because I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, it's definitely an insecurity within me. No judgment on anyone who does do it. Um, I, I went around the table and did the, uh, so, say your name, tell us about it. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. Say your name and tell us where you're from. And what, it's something about you that, that no one wants to hear. Go. And everyone would go around the table and we'd say stuff. And it's beautiful. Um, so everyone started going around. And this one boy, um, I, I still have never told today, I've said this over in so many speeches, I've never told today gotten permission from this family to say this. But I know them. I love them. And they only shop smell. So, um, one boy says, uh, we got to him, and he says, uh, he, he actually perks up. Like, he was all happy. Everyone else seemed dead tired. He was all happy, and he goes, uh, my name is Johnny Rogers, and uh, I'm from all over the United States, and I just got to Israel two weeks ago. And I'm like, all right, settle down. <laughs> Relax, buddy. You know? I was like, Johnny Rogers from all over the United States? Like, something piqued my interest. And I was like, you know, what does that mean from all over the United States? And he goes, well, we traveled a lot. I was like, was your parents in the military? I, I, I've been working with people for so long, even at that point. I don't know how I don't get cues. I have no idea how I don't get certain cues to just be like, move along. Now let's move along. Let's just go to the next person. And I was like, well, what does that mean that you, uh, you traveled around? And you, was your father in the military or something? He's like, not, not exactly. Uh, we, um, my parents, uh, were, were, it, my father, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on with this kid? He was my, uh, you know, my father, uh, he was a pastor. So he went around, you know, pastoring, <laughs> preaching. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me at this point, being like, just leave it alone, genius, just move on. I was like, that's so weird because... I've been Jewish most of this life, and I don't think we have pastors. And he's like, you don't. <laughs> you very much don't. You very much don't. And my wife at this point was like, maybe, maybe just stop now. It's okay. We have had enough interesting conversation. You can go back to sleep. And he was like, uh, he's like we don't. You don't. Uh, we're, we're converts. My parents and I are converts. I said, wow, it's amazing. I was like, uh, uh, when, did you, uh, when did you convert? When I, now I was on. I didn't. It, no one else mattered anymore. I didn't even know what I was eating. I was like, when, when did you? So he's like, 
Um, the conversion was final uh, whenever it was very close uh, to that amount of time. And I really have always wanted to come to Israel, and I always wanted to come to learn, so I found our Sameach, and I came, to, I came to learn. And I realize now, anyone here who's grown up from realizes that, like, you just hit gold. <laughs> you just struck oil with this kid. You're like, hold on a second. Are you telling me that your father's a pastor? You're the son of a pastor. You just converted to Judaism. I just want to make sure that we're in the right house right now. To Judaism, because Machlis is like two blocks away. You might want to, right? To Judaism. And, and you don't realize clearly by how you're saying over the story how cool you are. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I didn't grow up Jewish. You understand that? I'm like, yeah, that's not a thing to be embarrassed of. We, the kids who did grow up Jewish, are amazed by you. We're so interested in knowing everything about you. He's like, really? I was like, is your father coming to Israel at any point? So he said, yeah, he was planning on coming to visit. I was like, I, I, I just, once everyone finds out your story, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go all over. Everyone's going to talk to your dad. I want you to promise me I can have him for a meal. See, so he goes, uh, he goes, sure, you can have him for a meal. We would love that. That would be amazing. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, you don't realize you're a celebrity yet, but you are. Everyone's going to want to have you over. I would like to call dibs. He's like, no problem. Sure enough, a few months later, I get a call from Johnny Rogers. Still the most awesome name ever. And he says, uh, he says, Rabbi, my dad's in town. My parents are in town. I said, let's go. Let's do this. Bring him over. I can't wait. Shabbos day. Sure enough, Shabbos day. My door opens. Paran Arba. My door opens. And Quincy Rogers walks in. I set eyes on him for the first time. And he was amazing. <laughs> Quincy Rogers came in with his boots, his jeans, his cowboy tassel, which I don't know what that thing is called. A cowboy hat. He's a country singer and was a pastor. Now he's just a yid. And he walks in and he says, How do y'all Shabbat Shalom? I'm like, I love you. I don't even know you yet, and you're gonna be awesome. And we sat down, the poor guy didn't get to eat because I just I had so many questions for him. It was really his wife, and there was so much that he taught me so much in our there, I would say in an hour meal, but I kept him there the whole day. <laughs> He taught me so much, and he had such beautiful music. He's such a beautiful neshama. He taught me so much. Um, but it, it, where I want to bring this in is what his wife said to my wife. Um, it was a typical wife-husband thing where my wife was saying to her, she's like, how would you react when your husband... Because he was saying his journey, how he figured it out. And she said, my wife asked her, you know, how did you react when your husband realized that, like, you know... Everything you've been doing, they're, they're cousins, like first cousins that they were living right next door to are missionaries. And they showed up to a family barbecue with their kids wearing tzitzes. <laughs> like, it, was, it was not a good situation. They tried to make a Pesach Seder in a church once. It was, it was a whole thing. So she's like, how did you react to, to your husband, you know, saying that they're, you know, none of this is real? She said, I'll never forget it. She's like, it was one night, my husband was in his study, and he was preparing a sermon, he was preparing something, and I hear him, like, banging on his desk. I go in, he's in there, he's banging, banging. I said to him, what's going on? And he looks up at me, and I, for the life of me, cannot remember her name, I apologize. But he looks up at me and he says, darn it, Jesus is not God. And, or Jesus was not the son of God. And this is such a wife way of saying a story. And she's like, I looked at him and said, well, it's about time you figured that out. <laughs> He's like, what? She's like, I've known that for years. 
And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, I've been believing none of this for the longest of time. And he's like, what? I don't understand. He's like, we, we, we preach this and we... And he's such a genuine person. It was a, so my wife said to her, so how did you know? She said, for me it was fairly simple. I looked in the Bible. And she says, now I know what I was looking at. Now that I'm a Jew, I know what I was looking at. And it's amazing what a neshama could pick up on when it's in tune. Of the whole entire Bible, that if you read in English, it's so repetitive and seems to be the same thing, just kind of being said again and again and again. She found, she said to my wife, she goes, it says, Hear, O Israel, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. God is one. She said, that's it, that's all I needed. God was one. He's not two, he's not three, he's not a trinity, he's not a father, a son, and a holy ghost. He's one. He can't be broken up. He can't be anything. This story depressed me beyond belief. Because after they left, my wife told this over to me, and I was, I'll never forget it, I was so, I was almost in tears. I missed it. I totally missed it. We don't really need anything else. The second you realize Echad is the second you realize there is nothing else. One doesn't mean one broken up. It is our mantra. It is our, it is our credo. It is, it, is, it is everything. It's our banner. It's what we believe. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad. There is no other other than Him. Now, in, in the Sefer HaChinuch, he says, Shenetznavinu lahamin ke Hashem yizbarachu hapoyel kol ha-metziyos adan akol. Echad, belishom shituf. He is one. There is no breakup. There, there's nothing else that exists but Him. Now, for us to fully and absolutely wrap our minds around this is, is, fully, is, is really impossible. We're finite beings, and this goes beyond our share for tonight, but we're finite beings and He's infinite. We can only exist within Him. Everything can only exist within the infinite. There can be no finite without the infinite willing it to be. We're not getting too philosophical tonight. But when we believe that there is only one, and that one is everything, then we can understand things like why Sinus Yisrael has broken up the Beis HaMikdash, why it put, why put us into Galas, is because when the parts of one entity are at quarrel with each other, when the brain is trying to kill the heart, when the heart is trying to kill the arm, we, we've lost our minds in Kali Yisrael. We've taken up banners. We've started to think that there's one way of doing things. That the Litvaks are too cold-hearted. The Hasidim are too, are too strict on their things. These ones are too lenient. And these ones are too... But they're, they're, they have Tyra and, and they're going to have Islam and they're going to have uh, Madragas of things and they're going to have... No, no, no. These aren't separate sects of, of one thing. These, this is how we were. When we stood by our Sinai, we were all of these in one. There was no separate sect of anything. 
There wasn't a Yid who had Torah and then another one who had his tefillah and then another one who had this and another one who had that. That's not what it was. We were one connected unit. It wasn't what am I versus what other people believe Judaism to be. That's us at a a quarrel with each other. Echad puts us all in the same boat of things. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.